What's one decision that the you of today can make that the you of one month from now will be exceedingly grateful and proud of? Welcome to Hardly Working, a podcast about how we can improve work, life, and everything in between. These are recordings from live conversations on Fishbowl, a social network where professionals of the same industry have anonymous career conversations. You can join us live next time on the Fishbowl app. We have events every day. All right, let's get right into it. Hello, Fishbowl again. My name is Ronnie Dickerson Stewart. I am a sparkle sprinkler, a people's champ, a duly certified coach, and the founder and CEO of Oh Hey Coach, which is a career navigation and executive leadership development consultancy. I've coached and trained literally thousands of people as they've navigated some of the stickiest, trickiest, and even the most common or mundane career situations and challenges. And I'm doing it in an effort to help them have more agency over their careers, to practice greater life-work harmony, to have success on their own unique terms. And the, the umbrella reason is because I believe we were not meant to navigate these things we call careers on our own. So that's why I do what I do. This is actually my second Fishbowl Live event. And when I was here the last time, and maybe some of you joined last time, I said, yeah, yes, this is my first time, but it won't be the last time. And look at us. Look at us. We're here today and we're having an encore presentation. And I'm just excited to be here and I'm excited that you are here. So again, I say we're going to be here for a good time. That means we're going to make the most of our time together. I want to go over a few logistics with you that will help make this a great experience. First, you can follow me here on Fishbowl by clicking my profile and you can be notified for future conversations and all of that. And with any live event, and if this is your first live event, don't worry, I've got you covered. But with every Fishbowl live event, we welcome participation from the audience by doing two things. The first thing you can do is raise your hand enjoying the stage. The last time I happened to be here, we had some amazing people raise their hand and join join the stage with me just to ask questions or to be a part of the conversation, to share their tips or to advance the conversation. The second thing that we encourage you to do to be a part of the conversation is just to send me a direct message. And you can do that by clicking my profile and messaging me there. And that's if you want to stay more anonymous, but you want to use this time um, to get a question answered. So, Today, our topic is timely, it's relevant, and it might even be a bit provocative. We are going to be talking about setting yourself up for success in 2023, and that is a big topic, right? Even, you know, when we came up with the topic, and we've already done it once, and this is our second time doing it, even the conversation felt big, it felt provocative, it definitely felt unnecessary. And now, you know, doing this, um, having this exchange with you, Almost a month later, there are even more, let's call it urgencies, good urgencies that go along with this topic. And so we'll dive in them today. I'm excited not only to dive into the topic, but to get to know all of you all, just you being here, you took the time out for yourself and your own development and you decided to show up. And I acknowledge and I'm holding space for the reality that we're in the thick of it. (laughs) We're just days, days left, business days left until the end of the year. And I know that it took something for you to decide to pop into Fishbowl and spend some time with me. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate it. So 
I want to share with you uh, just a couple of quick agreements. And it's because I want to share these agreements with you because I want to invite you to be in community with me in the same way I invite my actual clients and my students into community. Um, the first agreement is that I am absolutely um, concerned with your learning. So I want to ensure that you're set up for success. So let's talk about learning. We're inundated with so many options to learn and grow. And at times it can be overwhelming. But when I'm in community with my clients and students, and now you're going to learn this about me, I won't give you some fluffy words and inspiration without some perspiration. I'm going to give you a tool. So when I'm in community with my clients and students, first tell them to take a deep breath because, again, learning can be overwhelming. Before they head into any learning environment, I tell them that. Then I tell them to remember CIA. And you might be thinking, Ronnie, uh, CIA? Now, I didn't know anything about that. Coming into here, you're talking about the CIA now. Not that CIA. I'm talking about my note-taking approach. CIA stands for curiosity, inspiration, and action. So when I'm taking notes, when I'm in a learning environment just like this, I take a piece of paper. I take, I use a remarkable tablet. I mean, this is not a promo for remarkable tablets, but I use a remarkable tablet. I take a notepad. I take whatever I can find, my, my iPhone, and I divide it into sections and I make room for three columns or three sections the first is C, which is curiosity. And that's really about when you're in a learning environment, taking note of the things that you're curious about. Like, oh, that's provocative. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, does that apply to me? Oh, uh, what can I learn more about that? Oh, is that real for me? Those are curious prompts and questions and things that trigger that feeling go into my curiosity section. So I make note of them. The I, again, inspiration, those are for the things, the notable quotables, the things that I might say that make you say, oh my goodness, yeah, you know, I'm going to put that, you know, on a platform. I'm going to share that with a friend. I'm going to put that on a post-it. That's inspirational. That's something that evoked a very specific feeling in me that I want to come back to. So that's the I. So I leave room in my note-taking uh, space and my device for that. And then A, action. Action is what will I do? What are things that I'm taking note of that I actually will do? And so action for me in this conversation is the most important thing. I, I hope that you're curious. I hope that you get some inspiration. But because we're talking about such a provocative and urgent topic, I hope that what you write down, it has a bias towards action and that there are actual things that you can take from this conversation um, that aren't just inspiration, they are perspiration that directly um, can be applied to what you're doing, the work you're doing, and how you're going to move forward this year. So I invite you, if you don't have paper or anything, you're, you just might be riding around like I do sometimes with my kids and listen to live events, just have this in the back of your mind. Just sort the information in the back of your mind if you don't have access. So that's the first agreement. I care about your learning. The second agreement is this. I'm going to share a colloquialism with you. I'm going to break it down. The second agreement is to keep it 250. Ronnie, what does that mean? The colloquialism is keep it 100. That means keeping it honest. That means keeping it true. That means being real. That means being transparent. When I'm in a learning environment with people like you, who I don't even know, but I absolutely care about your learning, I believe that it's someone in my seat that has access, tools, information, has had experience, shouldn't be a, gate a gatekeeper. So I will be transparent and honest in our exchange. I will keep it 250. If there are things that I don't know or don't know about, I will never say that I do. But for the things that I share with you, they come from an honest perspective. Um, I don't want anything from you. You don't need anything from me. So I have that freedom to share with you honestly from my lens, from my perspective, from my experience. So my second agreement is to keep it 250. 
All right, I'm going to pause for a second. Give us all a chance to take a deep breath in. Whew, okay, Ronnie gave me some new things. She told me about keeping it 250. She taught me about CIA. She's taught me a couple things already. I'm feeling good. So I'm ready to go into this learning environment. Before I go into what I share, I want to remind you of ways to engage. You can pop up and hang out with me um, on the stage, or you can pop into my messages and I already see a message in my inbox. So I'm going to come back to that. Um, so I'm going to remind you of that. And then also welcome the new folks who have joined since we kicked off. So in thinking about our topic, setting you up for success for 2023, I'm going to share with you five things. Everybody say, okay, five things. I'm going to share with you five things and one bonus, okay? So by the time you leave this conversation, you're going to have five things, five actual tools, and one bonus that you can literally walk out today, walk out of this conversation today and apply to you know, your life, yourself, and your work, okay? So get ready, get ready. Remember CIA, keep it in the back of your head. We're here for a good time, not a long time. So we're going to dive into number one. The first thing to do to set yourself up for success in 2023 is first check yourself. You're like, okay, Ronnie. Yes. Number one, check yourself. What do I mean? What's your current mood? What are you currently requiring? And the biggest thing is, what do you know about yourself? That is different than what you knew about yourself back on January 1st, 2022. And what's the same and what's surprising, right? So before we get into anything that is on the edge of change, that anything that's about shifting a dynamic, we have to check in with us, us first. It's really easy to go get a book, listen to a talk, listen to me. And it's great. You're going to take beautiful notes. But if you haven't had a conversation with yourself first, you're not going to be able to meet your own needs, right? You're going to be seeking, but you may not find exactly what you're looking for. So when I talk to people who are gearing themselves up, not just for a new year, but for a new chapter, particularly when I start my coaching engagements with people, we talk about things related to them and ask curious questions to ensure that they're in the right space for change and that they're in the right space for evolution and learning. The most provocative question of anything that you could ask yourself and it's self-coaching that you can do to check yourself before you even talk about 2023 is the last thing that I said, which was, last question, which was, what do I know about myself now? That's different from what I knew January 2022. Like, what do I, what do I know about myself now in terms of what I need, what I like, what I don't like, what I'm happy about, what I'm concerned with, what's important for me? That is different than almost a year ago. We don't often give ourselves a moment to just really think about that. If we do give ourselves a moment to think about it, it sets us up to make better decisions, say yes to the right things, say no to the right things, to filter out things as they come our way, to even block out energy and block out things, especially when you're going into a new year and individuals have this new year, new me energy, but maybe, maybe the guidance for you is same me. New year, right? Maybe there are things that you need to be consistent about that you've started in 2022 that you want to take into 2023. It's not a blank slate. It's an additional slate and your, your goal might be just consistency, right? So check in with yourself first and block out the noise from other people and get, and get really clear on, on yourself. And then the other things that I'm going to share with you will come a lot easier. Okay, so that's the first thing. Check yourself. Like I said, I'm going to share five things in one bonus. We've already shared the first one. Number two, check your circle. Do a circle diagnostic. What's a circle? 
I mean, who's on your team? Who are your stakeholders, right? Who are the people around you? Um, who are the people that matter most to you right now or have the most impact on you and your career or you and your experience, right? And I ask you to kind of look around because that could have changed over the course of even the last week. Um, that could have changed over the course of this past year. But when you look around and see who, I want you to ask other provocative questions that can strengthen those bonds. The first question you're going to ask is, how are they doing? This person that I've said is a stakeholder and is an important person in my life. What's going on with them? Do I know? The second question is, what's most important for them right now? Right? And why? So as you look at the people who are closest to you, your stakeholders, the people that have the most impact over your experience, your life or your career, people may come up like um, your leadership team, people you work with who are leaders around you or above you, your peers, the person that you speak to most every single day that that has influence over, over how you spend your time and even your mood, right? Your stakeholders could be your children, right? It could be your partner or spouse. So who, who's in your circle? How are they? Why? And what's most important for them right now and why? Why is that something to focus on to set yourself up for success for 2023? We are one, the sum total of the people around us, but how our years and our time is articulated is likely based on a set of how five to seven people around you move and how they are experiencing life, right? And so when we're locked in with them, we know more about them, we can add value to them and they can exchange value with us mutually that sets us all up for success in pursuit of whatever it is that we want, right? And it's just important to nurture those relationships because this, you know, this thing, we talked about career management, we talked about life management, it's a team sport. We weren't meant to do it alone. And every now and then you have to dive back in and think about the people around you and be very deliberately focused on how you can support and add value to them. So that's the second thing. First thing was check yourself. Second thing was check your circle, your circle diagnostic. The third thing, now this is connected to number two, but not exclusively. The third thing is to reconnect, right? The end of the year and the beginning of the year gives you so much grace to reestablish connections with people that may not be in your circle, but are in your community, right? And why is that important? Well, one thing I say, and this may not be your circumstance, but it's something too important to remember. I always say that networking and not working are only a letter and a small space different, right? And so networking, you can catch that. Networking and not working, those two words, those, those words are only a letter and a small space different. Your ability to navigate not just your career, but your life effectively and to have a net, to have even a safety net, a net, a net to bounce back on um, when you might be in a, a duress or crisis or need to learn something is really, really articulated and well and has a strong foundation when you are well have a well-connected network. And we often don't spend enough time with our network. Now, there are people that you met in January, perhaps, or two years ago that you've fallen out of connection with and you may be in a space right now and maybe even a reason you joined this conversation is because you know you need to do something different in your life or career. The end of the year gives you so much grace when you haven't spoken to someone in a while. And there's easy way just to reach out and say, hey, was thinking of you. You could send a voice memo. You can write a note on a notepad, take a picture and send it. You can send, say, hey, I was listening to a song and made me think about the retreat we went to two years ago. I just want to see how you're doing, right? And so you do that 
and it opens so many doors that perhaps you thought were closed, but were there for you all the time, right? Now, why do I say it kind of connects with number two, your circle diagnostic, is because before you start doing all this and reconnecting with folks who are kind of outside of your immediate circle, check in with your people around you and make sure that you have, you understand how they're doing, that you've made sure that you're strongly connected, that you've checked in with them and done all that stuff. So don't, don't move on to number three if you're not right with the folks closest to you, okay? And it just it changes the game when you take care of home and then you have the confidence, you even have the learned experience to go out and expand those connections, right? So networking versus not working. So you want to make sure you reconnect. All right, number four, the fourth thing you can do to set yourself up for success in 2023 is this. And this is more about a mood shifter for you and a mood shifter for folks around you. Similar to reconnection, this time of year has a really interesting um, portal, if you will, to allow for gratitude and expressions of gratitude. You may think about, think I'm talking about gifts and all that. I'm not. But this time of year, if there's someone around you, and I don't care if it was this year or maybe two years ago, that has done something meaningful for you or taught you something, this is the perfect time to make someone else's day by expressing the gratitude for that thing. It could be a simple email. And I was coaching a client um, just a week ago and they'd gone to a conference and they'd seen a leader that they weren't really connected to and they wanted to know this leader a little bit more. And um, that leader had helped them by introducing them to someone, just something that you would assume is so minor. And that was really something that made their day while they were at this conference. And they told me about the experience. And I said, hey, you know, did you did you reach out and, and tell this person how they made your day? They're like, oh, that's so tiny. I said, no, this is the time to build connection. Just let them know how they made you feel. And it's a simple, it's a two-line email. Send it now. Tell me about it later. That person took that action and came back to me just a few days ago and said that those two tiny lines change not just the dynamic of a non-existing relationship, but potentially the trajectory of their career. That's how gratitude works. And I want you to think about the folks around you. It could be a peer, it could be a coworker, it could be a challenging client. Even our most challenging relationships present us with an opportunity to stretch and grow. Sometimes inserting that gratitude could be the thing that changes the relationship. I've had my own experience with challenging relationships with either leaders or clients. And, you know, one particularly challenging relationship I had, I won't talk about it in detail, but I will share that I had this challenging relationship and I went to a mentor for advice and I was just almost in tears about it. And they said, have you thanked that person? Just go and thank them for something that they did. Now, I'm a very sincere person. I don't go out, give out gratitude um, and saying thank you if it's not real. So I waited for a while. This person taught me something one day that blew my mind. And I paused in the moment and I said, thank you. And I told them why I was thankful. And then I went on about my day. Now, fast forward all these years later, this is a person who I know well, you know, I'm like out with their family. I'm on the Christmas card list and all of that. And the dynamic of our relationship changed because of that thank you. And, I, and I'll never forget that lesson. So I'll share it with you. So that gratitude make someone's day, but also could help break down a barrier that existed, that exists. All right, number five, and we're getting to the end. I told you five things in one bonus. I'm looking for folks to come up on stage with me um, to talk about either any of the concepts I'm sharing or to ask some questions that aren't related to these about setting yourself up for success in 2023. The number five, number five is learning, right? So learning. What do you want to learn and who do you need to learn from in 2023? 
Earlier, I talked to you about the idea that it can be overwhelming to take in a lot of information, like even being here on this live or listening to a webinar somewhere else or going to a conference or listening to your team can be overwhelming. It's a lot to take in. So not only do you need a strategy for taking it in, but you also need a strategy for what you want to learn, actually, what's the most important for you to learn and who you want to learn from. Why is this important? Wherever you are in your career, you can have so many ways to access information and to learn how to do a number of things. But the reality is that until you get in community with someone or some people who can teach you consistently, who you can follow through with, it's difficult to make some of those lessons sticky. So in a world where we've all moved online and we're doing so many more things because we're digitally connected, it's really easy again to get overwhelmed. So a game changer for you could, could be that here are three things I want to learn. Here are two, th- two ways I want to learn maybe and three people I want to learn from. That is a game-changing career strategy. As a leader, I used to take every, and I still do as a business leader, I take every Wednesday for learning. Every Wednesday, I have time carved on my calendar, and maybe there's not a plan in the learning kind of agenda yet for, let's say, August 2023, but I've at least blocked the time. And I know that I will dedicate a certain amount of time every week to learning. And I encourage you to do that too. So I said five things to set yourself up for success. Let's go back through the five and then I will share with you the bonus. I'm going to pop into my DMs to see any questions that we might have and then give you all some opportunities to think about questions you might have and either pop into the DMs or pop on stage. So the first thing to set yourself up for success in 2023, one, check yourself. What do you require? What do you know about yourself that's different now versus a year ago? What's surprising about that? And then really, what are you going to do about it, right? So check yourself. Two, check your circle. Do a circle diagnostic. Who are your stakeholders? How are they doing? What's most important for them now? And how how could you add value, right? The third thing, reconnect. The end of the year and the beginning of the year gives you so much grace to reconnect with people you've fallen out of connection with. I said networking versus not working are only a small space and a letter different, right? Get right with your own network, but then expand beyond your network. Send a voice memo. Write a note. Send a simple message to connect, share songs, share a memory. Just tell someone you're thinking about them. Number four, gratitude. This is more deliberate. Specifically call in someone for something they have done for you. Make their day. It's a way to stay connected with the people you have positive relationships with and is something that can break down a barrier for your challenging relationships so you're not taking those into a new year. Number five is learning. What do you want to learn? Who do you want to learn from? right? Carve out the noise and focus really on where you want to grow and stretch and block out the other things, right? Be very deliberate and intentional about that in 2023. All right, the bonus. You said, Ronnie, you said there's a bonus. I thought that was a bonus. I'm here for the bonus. I've got the bonus. Here's the bonus. Here's the bonus. And it's a question, not a prompt. The bonus is if you take nothing away from this conversation, a game-changing thing that you can do literally right now that will have lasting impact for you is this. Ask yourself, and then again, have a bias towards action. Ask yourself this. What is one decision that the you of today can make that the you one month from now will be exceedingly grateful and proud of? Okay, I'll say it again. What's one decision that the you of today can make 
that the you of one month from now will be exceedingly grateful and proud of, okay? That's the question. And so I'll pause there for a second and give you the why behind that question. We have these conversations around setting yourself up for success and new year, new me and all of that, especially when we're in the framework of work and career. Oftentimes, these conversations can be filtered through a lens that's about you delivering a product, an output or something exclusively for someone else. Want to have a better year in 2023? Learn how to do more widgets and gadgets. You want to have a, learn how to write that report. Those types of things. If you're not right with your requirements and your needs and yourself, even if you push yourself to do those things and do them well, you won't be happy. You won't be your most productive. You won't get joy out of it. When we think about doing our best work, it is rooted in those things, right? It's rooted in you being able to show up to your your life and your work in a way that you feel, this, you don't have to be perfect now. We're talking about progress, not per- perfection. But it requires that you show up in a way that you have a level of peace and clarity about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Again, won't be perfect always, but if you have more, let's call it, you know, leaning on the side of, of your, your ideal and things that consider you versus not you, then you're tracking in the right direction, right? So this is why these things that I'm sharing with you are very personal. They're very, very much about yourself. Because if you get these things right, and, and I, myself, am proof, and my clients are proof, the, the C-suite executives that I coach, the clients that I get to spend time with, these are the things that they are doing. And their careers have been carved in a way that they are happy to show up to their workspaces and the organizations that they lead. And it's amazing to see because they don't always talk about these types of things when they talk about career, success, development, when they talk about business, right? But this is the root. Take care of you. I'll say the five things one time, one more time, and then I'm going to pop into the chat for questions and invite anyone up to the stage who would like to join. The first thing was check yourself. The second thing was check your circle. The third thing was reconnect with your folks. The fourth thing was about gratitude, making someone's day. The fifth thing to set yourself up for success or to be deliberate about your learning. And the bonus, if you take one thing away from this, is the question about what decision you can make today that the you from one month one month from now will be exceedingly grateful and proud of, okay? I'm going to hop into my DMs and grab a question. Okay, so here is a question. Here's a question. I am, I've not received a performance evaluation from my company in the last two years, but I get a sense that there is some movement in my company and I want to get ahead of it. What can I be doing now to prepare for movement in my company in 2023? Okay. That was a phenomenal question. And I'm going to make some inferences. And if you want to clarify this in the, the chat, if I'm if I'm making the wrong assumptions about what you mean by movement, you can. But it sounds like you're a person who is considering the current com um the current. I guess, a cultural context around companies uh, constricting, companies, you know, laying off individuals, companies reshaping and restructuring. Those are very real things that are happening. And I acknowledge that. There may be people who are in this live who have been a part of a staff reduction, who have been part of a layoff. And I acknowledge you because this is a very real circumstance and we're living it real time. If you're in a seat right now and you're concerned with that, First thing is like, 
fair concern. And it's always fair to understand that when we're in our organizations, unless you lead it yourself, granted, you can fire yourself too. But we're in organizations, most of the time we're at-will employees. And so you always want to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And what do I mean by that? Right now, I will be focused on ensuring that I'm, I'm well-connected, that my network is aware that I'm around, that my network is aware that, um, of what I'm working on. Um, and even if there's nothing that's happened in your company, I always say have a posture of, um, that allows you to have options, right? You know, even if you stay at your company for 30 years, you want to know there are a few people in your network that you could pick up the phone and call that would be able to help you navigate toward, navigate toward something new if that um, reality actually happened, if the need occurred. There are people that I love to have on my team and be networked with for that reason. When I said there's a little movement in the company, um, I love to network with people I used to work with, right? So there are people who you had a great relationship with and maybe they left the organization you're in or maybe you, you left an organization previously and you, you know, had great relationships. Check back in with those teams. They know you. They know how you work. Um, they know the great things about you. Maybe they know some not so great things, but that's okay. But if they're willing to pick up the phone and they're still rocking with you and supporting you, it's great to just talk to, talk to them and see how they're doing, see what's going on in their neck of the woods, and just make sure that they know you're still out there. And if you're comfortable enough to share with them anything that you're concerned with or that if you're open to opportunities, that's a great place to start. The other person that I love having on my team is a recruiter for my industry or several. Recruiters are in an interesting space where, you know, they get the benefit of working with companies who pay them to find great talent. So if you're an amazing uh, talent for them, like a headhunter is what I'm talking about, a headhunter kind of recruiter, people who um, own and lead recruiting firms, these folks get a benefit from finding great talent. And even if they can't find you something right now, they have you in their, in their back pocket and their list of contacts. So when something does come up, they can consider you. And the thing I love most about like headhunters, the folks who are um, in recruiting scenes that sit outside of organizations, is that you know they know the marketplace. They know what's happening with salary. They know a ton about movement. They know sometimes which places to watch out for. They know what places may be beginning to hire soon. So even if you're not looking for something right now, in my roster of folks or in my network, my stakeholders, especially if I'm in a season where I'm thinking about movement or that it might be put upon me, I'm always going to have a recruiter connection. And I'll always reach out to them, keep them updated, all right? But those are two tactics I would have you consider. So be networked and be visible. All right, let's see. All right, I'll go back into the DMs question. Okay, we're 2023. I am debating leaving my current organization, but I don't know if it's the right time given the marketplace. Okay, so we've got a lot of marketplace questions. So I would say same, same guidance with respect to being networked, but your network now, if you have a role that you feel comfortable in and not leaving, is to uh, ask different questions. So I would be networking and asking people what it's like in organizations that you're interested in. Have them keep it confidential, but start to ask as many people um, as you can about what the reality is in those organizations so you can gather enough information that would make you comfortable with making any type of decision um, to leave, all right? Okay, my question was, how do you find or, or locate good recruiters? Because I know there's a lot of people out there that are just uh, basically saying, hey, give us $1,500, we'll find you a great job. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to tell you this, and if there's a recruiter or someone that's at a recruiter firm that's like, ooh, Ronnie, you're such a hater, 
I have never had to pay a recruiter as a candidate to find me a role. Um, the recruiters I've worked with are compensated by the companies to to bring them candidates. So the first thing I would say is that's not the case for all recruiters with respect to paying them. That's not been my case. And so I would say first, expand your um, like your perimeter for kind of who you're looking at. But the recruiters that I have found, I found them in two ways. One, simple searches for recruiters, um, headhires, plus the name of my industry or the industry that I've been you know, wanting to go into. And it's been a long time since I've worked with recruiters, but I've mostly worked with them in advertising, marketing, and tech, and have quite a few on the roster who will reach out to me still now who are in those kind of adjacent, in adjacent inter- industries or work for um, in partnership with big brands. The other thing is, if there are individuals who are in roles that you're interested in, many of them may have found those roles because of recruiters and headhunters. So if there's someone that you trust and you value or respect, and you're just like, hey, do you have a recruiter or headhunter you work with? That's a fair question to ask someone in your network, because you'd be surprised how many folks are like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, Sharon. I've worked with her with my last three roles, or that's, you know, Kevin and, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I would start there, but it would be a flag for me to pay someone to help me find a job, knowing that the compensation model typically for the recruiters I've worked with has been that the organization who is looking for um, individuals would be paying them to bring on the best talent. Does that does that help you? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Okay. This is another one about layoffs, right? How do you support your community if you are going through a layoff? And I think this might mean, how do you support people around you or how do you support um, people who need you or look up to you? So, um, or if you're a company, how do you support people? So uh, the conversation around, again, layoffs and shifts and the R word recession, we're going to keep hearing it for a little bit. Um, And it doesn't mean that, you know, all things are dire. It definitely feels dire, obviously, if you're going through it. So I have a huge amount of respect for that. The biggest thing that you can do um, is if you're supporting someone or you are in community with someone who is experiencing a layoff is allowing them to meet you at your magic and you meet them at theirs. What do I mean by that? I've seen folks post um, on different platforms, LinkedIn, like, hey, such and such organization went through a layoff. I'm here to help you with resumes. Hey, reach out to me. I'm here to help you with the job. Those things are perfect things to do if you can sincerely follow through on them. So if you can sincerely follow through on something like that that adds value, feel free to do it. If you know someone personally that's going through a layoff, approach them as a human would. Tell them you care for them. Tell them I have X, Y, and Z skill set. It may not be a resume revamp. It may not be a job. It simply could be like, I have coffee every Thursday at 3 p.m. at the blah, blah, blah. You can come with me this entire month just so you can like be in community. I'll sit with you, right? It could be any of those things. It could be nothing related to work at all, but meet them at their magic and, and allow them to be able to allow themselves to, to receive yours and know that they may be overwhelmed too. So if someone decides not to take you up on an offer, it's not because you're not awesome um, and you can't be helpful. It may be that they are dealing with things and may have a sense of overwhelm as, as they uh, chart their way forward and respect that too. Okay. All right. So another question in the inbox is this, in 2023, I'd like to step up my visibility, work on my personal brand. Are there things that I should be focused on for that? That's a phenomenal question. I do get that question a ton. Personal brand, visibility are really interesting. You can do, be, do, can do a lot to be visible. Posting your face 
and a quote on a social platform every day is is a visible thing for visibility. My question is, what's your end goal and what's your point and what's your purpose, right? If you want to be visible for the sake of making yourself you know, attractive for a new role, your visibility may need to be very specific to um, the thought leadership that you want to share. Are you talking about that industry? Are you talking about that organization? Are you talking about things that matter to that those types of places that you want to enter? Visibility could be showing up for things. Like right now, I'm scrolling through. Oh, I love this. I'm scrolling through the attendee list for this session, right? Visibility could be the session, you're coming out of the session and you're asking, telling 15 people, I saw you were in this setting yourself up for 2023 success. I see your profile. Seems really cool. We might be on the same wavelength. Can we connect, right? Even if it's just chat, I'm asking one question via chat. That's visibility too, right? It's ground game. It's not just being in news, press, or social media, but those things have to have an objective, right? So first question would be, you know, visibility, what's the objective, right? I know a person right now, they want to be more visible and their objective is to um, remove barriers for what um, they encounter as a parent in the workplace. So their visibility is all about the reality of being a working parent. They understand if they're more visible about that reality, then they create new boundaries for themselves at work and maybe even have a ripple effect for other talent around them who need those same boundaries to be respected, right? And so I think that's a fantastic and noble way to use your platform and visibility, right? It's not about a job. It's about opportunity. It's about boundaries. It's about space. It's about their health, right? Okay. Okay. This is a great question. And thinking about the things that a person right now should stop doing or start worrying about in 2023, what are they? That's such a provocative question. Um, and it's a broad question. What should a person stop doing for 2023? I go back to the first thing that I ask you to do to set yourself up for success. Your stops, my stops, their stops are going to be different based on where you are, what you require, and what you know about yourself, right? Um, using myself as an example, um, two years ago, I made a decision about how I wanted to spend my time this year, right? I had to work up to it. And my time is days of the week. I don't turn on my camera. I don't, I'm not on video. I'm not facing anyone because it allows me to have focus time. So that's one thing. I stopped being as available as other people expected me to be at every hour of the day during the week because I learned that I need processing time, right? Another thing that I didn't, I'm not taking into 2023 and I didn't take into 2022 or 2021 was the reality that people schedule things over lunch and I miss eating. In fact, I doubled down on enjoying lunch at home by buying amazing cutlery and silverware and just things where I could celebrate moments just to sit and be a normal human and eat lunch, which is like, what? Lunch, eat lunch? Yes, people don't eat lunch, and but I'm rec reclaiming lunch, right? So that's me, okay? So if that matches my requirements. That matches what I knew about myself um, then and what I know about myself now. And, you know... Your stops could be different. So I invite you into asking yourself those questions, like what I know about myself, and then your stops are going to be in the house of, well, what do I do about it? If you ask yourself, what do I know about myself? And then what do I do about it? You'll find some things that you want to leave behind in 2022. All right. So I will leave us on this note. I absolutely appreciate any time folks like us are able to pick up a phone, pop in some earbuds, put a phone by their desk, and just be in community. 
we don't do it enough in in ways that can be just very transparent or even messy, right? And messy is just, you know, being being honest and not perfect. Messy is sorting through questions real time. Um, messy is understanding the climate and the mood and, and even the DMs and talking real time about what's most concerning, right? So I want to invite you into um, being in community with each other as often as you'd like in a couple of ways. You can follow me on LinkedIn. You've already followed me on Fishbowl, I hope, but you can follow me on LinkedIn. My name is Ronnie Dickerson Stewart. You'll see the same image on LinkedIn. I hope that you all pop over there. The second thing is tomorrow, um, which should be Wednesday, not tomorrow, Wednesday, December 7th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, I am doing a free complimentary workshop about understanding and owning your five career seasons. What is that? Well, the five career seasons are a bespoke coaching framework that I coach from under my business, Oh Hey Coach. And I'm sharing it for the first time with the public. I usually only share this with my clients, but it is the way that I help my clients and support them in having more agency over their careers by being able to articulate what's going on in their careers. So I'm empowering them. And so I'm sharing it with the public. It's going to be tons of fun. Um, you may even see some of your, your folks around here um, in it, but you can join me and you can register by going to your, Y-O-U-R, careerseason.com. Yourcareerseason.com will take you to a page to register for that. And it's me. We'll be there live on Wednesday. So come and hang out with me. There are limited seats. Once they're gone, they're gone. But if you go over to yourcareerseason.com, you can grab you a seat. So if you follow me on LinkedIn Connect there, I have it posted in, to, in my um, activity flow on my profile. So those are the ways we can stay connected and be in community with one another. Of course, connect with me here and follow me here. And I honestly cannot wait to be in community with you in all the places and to have another conversation with you just like this super soon. All right. So thank you all. Have a wonderful day. That's all, folks. Thanks again for listening to Hardly Working. Join us live next time and talk directly to the speakers and, who knows, end up here. Fishbowl is a social network where professionals of the same industry have anonymous career conversations. You can download Fishbowl on the App Store or Google Play. If you want to host a Fishbowl live event, get in touch at live at fishbowlapp.com. See you soon! 